the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The entire Bible every year. On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. Sophie will ask questions from the Bible Live leads. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live. Your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. Happy Father's Day, friends. Yes. Happy Father's Day, Father. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, I should be saying that. (laughs) Yes. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Uh, This morning at our uh, classes for trainees Mm -hmm. at Lacton Air Force Base. Uh, I had a class of 135 and Mm -hmm. I asked how many of them were fathers and there were about six or eight who raised their hand Mm -hmm. and we gave the the other men and women in the class applauded for them we acknowledged and they cried. Uh, They were so moved that they're Separated from the kiddos, and I know it's almost cruel. We were so they, we just wanted them to know we were remembering them as dads. Yes, and uh, I want to make sure people know that dads, you're out there. You serve a wonderful role. You have a wonderful position to Mm -hmm. minister to your wife, to your children, Mm -hmm. uh, grandchildren. It, it, the potential that is so boundless and beautiful. So, a happy Father's Day. I'm glad we have a day to do this. The same as with Mother's Day. I, I somehow think we ought to have Uncle's Day, too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. There we go. That's John, right, John. <laughs> Uncle's Day. Uh, yes. Well, I mean, it, it, yes. well it does go to say that. Uh, I mean, an Uncle's Day, but some of the most precious uncles, the reason they're so precious is because they sometimes step into and play that father role. They love their children, well, their I guess their siblings' Uh, children and they are um, examples to them, play with, I mean, I'm speaking of Will, my my uh, brothers, yeah. you know, my son and my daughter have two uncles, and they're just the best. We love uncles, yeah. and uh, you got to be an uncle, and I guess, and then you have to have an aunt an day. Aunt day. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, funny thing is that there are the role of mother and father mm-hmm. is often uh, many of 
a number of people step into the role. Myself being a, a, an orphan, mm -hmm. I never knew my father. It's still no real idea of who my father was, mm -hmm. uh, only just a vague idea of my mother. Uh, the, uh, mm -hmm. But through the years, uh, I would say that there have been a number of women and a number of men mm -hmm. yeah. who have stepped up during different different periods of my life mm -hmm. and that filled the role as a mom or dad they right. they guided me they sometimes they provided for me they uh just uh, everything that a mom or dad does and that's important to us mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. and uh to men and women listening to me tonight some of you have done that you've taken young people Young right. people or other yes. children into your home. We we were talking the other day that we took Denise, a mm -hmm. uh, Swiss girl, into our family. Uh, Diane, mm -hmm. a, a young lady in San Antonio, lived with us a while. Uh, Donnie, mm -hmm. the, we we mm -hmm. through the years done the same thing, taking people in, and uh, mm -hmm. so we can do that, and we can help fill that role of father and mother right. uh, on behalf of the Lord. Because the Lord said himself, if my father and mother abandon me or reject me, the Lord takes me up. Aww. And so that's the uh, the orphan's hope, that's the orphan's right. prayer right yes, there. That's right. But anyway, happy Father's Day, everybody. Yes. Happy and happy Father's Day to your father as That's well. That's right, John. John. Yeah, is this your first, this first, first one without Father's him, yeah. Day without your dad? Yeah, that's right. Mm. First one without dad. That's a tough one. I, I know. But he's here. That's in my right. heart. Yeah. In my heart. Mm -hmm. I remember when Suzanne lost her father and my wife mm -hmm. lost her father and then uh, her mother. Oh. Uh, I couldn't directly right. relate because I didn't have that same sense, but it must be uh, quite a loss and a, a realization, a very sharp realization uh, of mm -hmm. perhaps even of spiritual life in the spiritual world when that person who had known you every second mm -hmm. of your existence, yeah. they carried you as a baby, they mm -hmm. known you, they followed you, you've always known them. Right. When they are not with you anymore, it has to be a very difficult shock. Right. I hope uh, I don't sound hokey when I say this, but but we're still left with the ultimate father. Yeah, that's right. right. Who's yeah. watching over us at all that's times. not hokey at all. That, uh, that is yes. the... Central, funny you say that because that is a central lesson of the book of Romans right. <laughs> that we're told about in Paul. That's what Paul gets to mm -hmm. uh, in the book of Romans, and that's the book that we're going to major on today. Mm -hmm. uh, the Apostle Paul's epistle to the Romans here on the Bible Live, and uh, it's it. <laughs> it's both a tough b word, difficult, and on the other side, it's easy and gratifying to grasp the simplicity 
of the gospel message and the and the totality of the gospel message that it, it includes everything that we need to know to walk in a confident, secure relationship with God and experience God in our lives, in our uh, our daily life here on planet Earth and on into eternity. So the gospel of Romans is phenomenal uh, and, and it, it's great, but it also makes us think very deeply. So uh, we're going to call on you, our listeners, to this evening to work with us and think with us and maybe call in and uh, share with us some of your contributions about uh, the life with God, our life with God as, as human beings. So that's uh, the book of Romans. Stacey, maybe you can tell us uh, a general terms uh about the book in terms of its listenership, in terms of who it's written to, I mean, I mean its authorship, who it's written to, and whatever you would like to kind sure. of set the stage. Okay, let's see. I, I think I can. It's written by Paul. <laughs> Paul, we got that. Um, and this was is probably around, let's see, A.D., 57 or so, I guess, after, um, so this was, would have been, I think, probably in the early, would this have been the early years of Nero's time? Um, he was not writing, he was writing to the Romans, so he wasn't in Rome, he was writing to the Romans, he was in Corinth at the time, um, so it would have been a very Greek city full of quite a bit of, especially sexual immorality, um, he would have... Uh, and, and, and he would have, I think evidently there was, it was relatively, well, I don't know if this is quite, would it, would it have been relatively peaceful in terms of, um, war? I mean, it would not have been peaceful for the Christians <laughs> necessarily, but, uh, I don't think Rome was at any kind of, there wasn't a lot of fight that the country would have been actually yeah. at a time of it was still the Pax Romana. Yeah. Uh, and so that wasn't but but it would have been quite a bit of turmoil in terms of this transition. This is what we were talking about before of kind of looking at the gospel. It was always good news. <laughs> There's always good news. God has a plan. He has a covenant, a promise. He is going to pr make a way and there is a Messiah. So there was always good news. But how that good news, what, how, what happened when Jesus did come and how it went from, I, I kind of hate to call it the Old Testament, but it was true. So this transition from this Old Testament understanding of the Messiah and of good news and of salvation into now this new era, the church era, um, the, this is after Pentecost. So the era also of the Holy Spirit and, uh, um, and now Paul sharing this gospel now, this good news um, to Jews, Gentiles, to the whole world. I mean, we're in the Great Commission era as well. The whole the world. The whole world. Yeah. And so he, I, um, I mean, Romans is fascinating, kind of, 
I mean, I don't know if this is the case. I mean, Paul's been writing letters, and so it's. But most of the letters that he has written, he has he he has been there. He has been able to actually have conversations with them, see maybe a little bit more of the context, write a little bit more to their specific well, needs. A lot um, to of them. the content. He gave to them verbally, orally, right. yes, and, so and he, he didn't necessarily mm-hmm. have put it in their right. letter to them. Yes, and so but the, here yes. he had not. Right. So, so this is the first time, mm-hmm. and maybe Paul realizes even himself, like, oh, I haven't actually written this all out yet, and I don't know if that's the sense, the how he approached it, but when you read it, um, it is kind of the first time that you see Paul really digging in, going back to Genesis and going back to, okay, what is the law, the role of the law? What is faith? How is grace? And so a lot of these, even these terms that we take for granted now in the Christian, you know, maybe they're called Christianese, but grace and faith. And I mean, these are terms that you know, we, yeah. we throw out, we know what this means, but these are some of the, tfer- in Romans, in this letter to them, it's as if Paul is writing it and realizing it all together, all at once for the same time. And it's just exciting to read because you almost can, you can almost see the light bulbs, you know, turning on in Paul's own mind. And you can kind of feel the excitement that he has for how it is so complete, how the gospel just is full circle, how it redeems everything. And uh, so it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. It's it's, um, all at once, extremely complicated and yet the most simple thing ever. (laughs) It's a, it's quite a, paradox, um, which in many ways is so true of the gospel itself. Um, very complicated and yet as easy as apple pie. I don't know. Is that a saying? (laughs) We'll make it a thing. But, um, and so that's the, is that, does that help? So he's writing to the Romans. He's never been, uh, there. He's explaining the gospel in full and writing kind of for the, for the first time, at least that we know of from the other books and uh it's in nero's era and it's in during nero's reign and um from 55 to somewhere 65 um there is there are some things that would help us in a way to know about paul's life Mm -hmm. and i'm looking for you can actually find it in galatians Mm. um he talks about um he tells about his life and what we get some interesting information about Paul. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can find it. And it says, um, he, it's that period where he talked about this, Paul, mm-hmm. chapter 2, okay. verse 14, verse 1 of chapter 2. Um, it followed telling his story. He said, I did this, and I did that. I followed the relig- religious law. Religion is a hard <laughs> word for me to pronounce. So, excuse me. Uh, and just in case there's a listener tonight who did not, uh, hasn't listened very much in the past, uh, I have had a stroke. 
about four months ago, yeah. and uh, my right side was paralyzed, and I lost my speech entirely. Nobody, <laughs> no one can understand what I'm saying, and I'm fighting away my way back now. So if I say something you don't understand, uh, please jump on the phone and say, hey, I didn't get that. I don't understand <laughs> that. that. And I'll try to say it correctly. Yes, and Sundays uh, are a long day. He's had a yeah. lot of teaching this morning and a little bit of rest this afternoon. But by the time the evening comes, um, so thank you, we Dad, for even already celebrating Father's Day. We were, yes. But let's hear, yes, what does Paul write about now, his life? Paul says, um, oh... He was one uh, how he came to Christ. I was far ahead of my fellow Jews in my deal for, for the traditions of my ancestors and talking about himself as a Pharisee uh, of the Jews. And um, he's telling his story. Uh, but God told me before I was born to share by his grace to reveal his son to me so that I could proclaim the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles. And so he, he starts telling his story. Um, he said, uh, I came to faith in chapter 1, verse 18, uh, uh, well, verse 16. Uh, when this happened, that I came to know Christ, the Messiah. The word Christ is simply the Jewish word, the Greek word, excuse me, the Greek word for Meshua, the Messiah, mm-hmm. the Old Testament. It said, when he revealed himself to me, I did not rush out to consult with any human being, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to consult with those who were apostles before I was. I went away into Arabia, and I returned later to the city of Damascus. Now, we have to understand that Paul was a human being seeking after God, and he was a human being of the Jewish uh, persuasion. <laughs> he was born to Jews, so they had certain true revelation from God about himself and about how to re, to relate to God. Uh, he had that as part of his tradition. And then he's having to factor into all that he knew about God, all that he knew about God, he's he now having to reconsider it and re—he uh, was a— uh, a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He mm-hmm. was a brilliant man of of the school of Gamaliel, right. and Gamaliel, <laughs> and uh, he uh, was brilliant. He knew the uh, the Hebrew scriptures clearly, profoundly, and he was zealous for the the script for the law and for God. And even persecuted people of the way, uh, the followers of Jesus, because he considered them to be uh, against the truth of of the Hebrew scriptures. But then Christ met him, revealed himself to him, 
uh, as you know, on the road to Damascus. And then Paul said, uh, I went, I said, uh, ooh, I went to uh, Arabia and then to Damascus. Three years later, I went to Jerusalem get get to know Peter and stayed with him 15 days. Uh, after that, I went north into Providence, uh, to, uh, Syria and Cilicia, and uh, still the Christians did not know him. Uh, they were saying the one used to persecute us uh, as now trying to preach the gospel. Fourteen years later, I went back to Jerusalem, this time with Barnabas, and Titus came along with him. So what it said is this brilliant theologian mm -hmm. spent 14 years rethinking his mm -hmm. theology yeah, wow. and understanding the... And now remember, fundamental to the doctrine of, of Hebrew scriptures, fundamental to the uh, the revelation that God had given Abraham uh, and, and Moses, fundamental to them was uh, the truth about how to know God and how to walk with Him, and uh, and how to live for Him. Now. What Paul, had, the task he had to do is, how, what is the bridge from that truth yeah. to the truth of the gospel? Now that the Messiah, this right. one who was promised to come, and that was the center point of the Hebrew religion, mm -hmm. now that he had come and had lived and had died and had resurrected and ridden again and right. ascended to glory, he had to figure out, now, now what, what are the principles that are going to follow now? Right. Now how do we present the message and, and how do, what are the consequences for the way we were kind of met it. And there's some profound differences now between uh, the message of the gospel mm -hmm. from the Hebrew scriptures and the move to the time now. These are called the last days. Mm -hmm. It's last time under the, the Messiah. Mm -hmm. What were the differences? Now we'll come back and Stacy and I, mainly Stacy, I hope, <laughs> will explain some of those things and we will invite your calls 340 Yeah, so if you have any questions about Romans, fathers, <laughs> um, even the closing out of Chronicles and kind of where we were, um, yeah. feel free to call. We'd love to hear from you. We'll enjoy this music and a quick break and we'll be right back. Jesus, your son. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. Ooh, I always hate to ruin a good song by coming in and talking. <laughs> Not ruining. Oh, that's you. Yeah, it is. Interrupting. Yeah, interrupting a song I do. I feel like... But we are, we're back. This is The Bible Live. And um, my good, good 
earthly father is here, so be dollar. And uh, we do, we're so grateful for this day and just the chance and the opportunity to pause and recognize a good, good father, uh, our heavenly, uh, from which we can even possibly be good earthly fathers. (laughs) It is because of him that we are able to give good things and be uh, a good uh, father, good parent, good uh, neighbors to each other. But uh, we do are, are just so grateful, especially today, for fathers. Um, and if you, if you have a, if you're a dad, if you have any comments or thoughts on fatherhood or are going to be a dad well, soon, I, I just think we'd love to a, hear from you. I think of a, in have our you? family, a, a man who is part of a, a family, and he has had a, a problem with his lungs and breathing. Oh, yes. And so Britt. Uh, yes. Is uh, he's a good father. I guess he's <laughs> he's your nephew. Well, the nephew. He, he is my your nephew, nephew by marriage. Yes. But he has had an yeah. amazing thing. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can describe it. Sure. It, it's a remarkable thing. It happened in our era in our time in which mm-hmm. we live mm-hmm. but we would uh call for prayers for Bria, yeah, we would. and yeah, we wanted we to mention him sometime this evening yeah. to let people know and, uh, yeah. and and of course for other men and women who are going through uh stresses of health medical like mm-hmm. maybe the had a stroke and they can't <laughs> quite speak like they used to, <laughs> yes. or something else. But yes, I well, let me to share. A l- yes, that, well, it's, it is really remarkable. Um, I mean, there, in, in a lot of ways, with stories uh, and life stories like this, you can't help, with, especially when they're just so kind of profound and big, you can't help but just read scripture kind of in the situation and see think of metaphors and things but and um, I mean it's it's a it's kind of a medical miracle but uh, Britt Foster we are thinking of you and praying for you today um, he is married to my cousin Valerie hi Valerie and Britt if you're yeah. listening Mike and Karen uh, right now they are in Dallas and Britt has had a, a lung disease that is a uh, hereditary he was uh, something that actually his father Father, I believe, and brother died from, and it turned out Britt had this same disease. It is, uh, and I think it progresses pretty quickly. So, I mean, with his lungs, so his lungs is very difficult to breathe, and uh, um, but he was able to get on a list for a lung transfer, which was in itself kind of difficult because you have to be, you can't be so healthy, you know, that you don't need it. You have to really need it because it's a pretty, I mean, it's quite a thing. Sure. Um, but at the same time, you, you have to be healthy enough for you to be able to survive it and to be a candidate for it. And so you have to, it's kind of this very unique body and person capable of being on this list and um and Britt met those um met those specifications met the requirements and so he's put on the list list and they actually i believe ended up moving to dallas to be close by because they would have to be available within four hours of a lung being available 
And um, so, I mean, it, there's a little bit of a of a grief in this. It makes me a little what, teary because both lungs, right? Both lungs, and so of course, you know, in order to receive this lung transplant, it means somebody else no longer was using their lungs, and so um, a young man passed away. And uh, within four hours, he he was willing, though he had put that he would be a donor. And so he donated his lungs, and uh, and they called Brit. And within four hours, those same lungs were transplanted. It was a surgery. Eleven hours, right? With eleven hours surgery, I believe it began. Uh, was it eight o'clock? No, eleven o'clock at night, and 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 went until I think eight a.m. or something the next morning. But uh, and and. And they said that the report was it went beautifully. It was as perfect of a surgery as it could be. It was just textbook, and everything went smoothly. I've and never so heard of that. I have a, never, a, uh, right, a lung a transplant, full lung transplant. A full lung transplant. And, uh, yes, and without complication. And so they're just praying right now that his body won't reject the lungs and that there there will be no infection Um that comes from it. So I believe he, they have to, he needs to be now in the hospital. I can't remember how many weeks now he's in the hospital, but needs to be in Dallas. I mean, they moved, mm-hmm. uh, but for four months now needs to be close to the hospital. But, uh, so if you are, if, um, one just prayers, I still kind of can't help, but praying for that family who lost their, the, I'm not sure how old the donor was, but, um, and and just a, a gratefulness that his lungs were able to now be used and Brit and mm-hmm. uh, and we just just pray for him. I mean, if it doesn't, you know, yeah. it, so pray for. Well, these are amazing recovery. times that yeah. we're living in, where something like this is even possible. I know, right? Uh, yeah. So f- there may be, and there f- for sure there are members of our listening audience who have struggles as well. Yes. So mm-hmm. let's just take a moment, Daisy, and pray mm-hmm. uh, for, for Brit, but also the the health needs of our community, our city, other people <coughs> of God, especially mm-hmm. among our brothers and sisters in Christ mm-hmm. tonight, praying that God would visit uh, with he- healing power. And uh, mm-hmm. this is... Take your time. All right. Well, we do. Yeah, this is the the exact reason why I agreed to be a a, a donor when I pass away. Really, John? You you, you are? Oh, that's neat. Oh, yeah. I have never, you know, I I should think maybe more about that. It's not something that I've actually. I think I've worn all my parts out. uh, (laughs) You wore them out? (laughs) I don't know about that. I've been rid hard and put up (laughs) wet. Well, if I have even one thing that they can use when I pass away, that'll be great. That is amazing. And maybe that's what this is, is just a, I'd love to hear more about it. It's kind of a, it seems a very strange, you know, sort of. A far away thing, maybe, and also just a very, uh, you know, uh, talk about maybe it's 
it's like the gospel. Very, very complicated and yet quite simple. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very, very complicated surgery, but I guess quite simply, he gave Brit his lungs. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just surprised how long the, the surgery takes. I know, right? Wow. Well, if you can imagine, I mean, I think of just cars and how long it takes, you know, a mechanic to put car, a, a human a body to view. I, it's fascinating. But yes, okay, well, let's go to our Heavenly Father and we'll just... Um, Lord, we we do thank you so much for this day. Thank you that we are your children, that we are able to approach your throne. And uh, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, um, uh, omnipotent, omniscient, um, omnipresent, um, and yet here as a child, we can come to you and just tug on your robes and say, Daddy, mm-hmm. um can you please help our friend? <laughs> Can you please turn your eyes, turn your gaze uh, to our our family member, uh, Britt, and specifically that this thank you for the doctors. Thank you for our family. Thank you for all of the many incredible blessings um, that have brought us to this point right now where he has a healthy new set of lungs. Uh, we just pray that there would be no infection and that there would just continue to be full restoration and that anything that was lost would be recovered tenfold. We pray for the family that is grieving the loss of um, their family member. Uh, we pray for, for them and uh, we pray that you, we, we know, you know who they are and that you work in all things and that you are part of, 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 redeeming all things and um, including death and um and that you create time and time again <laughs> situations where death starts working backwards and all of the sadness becomes untrue and uh, we just thank you for this day we pray uh, for this same spirit of healing and of restoration across our city here in san antonio and where there are medical needs that uh it, and and <laughs> that there would be uh, healing simply and powerfully and profoundly and um sometimes healing can seem so complicated because it might require you know a ER visit or an ambulance or insurance or finances and it's just so hard and it seems as if healing isn't worth it and we get so bogged down um but not your healing your healing isn't like that and we long for that we long for healing that is peaceful and that is good easy news (laughs) uh there's no uh it's it's the easy button it's calling on you and you make it so and we just um, and and make it so by by the merits of what you your son did, what Jesus did on the cross. Mm-hmm. Um, we love you, and it's in your name we pray. Jesus, Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. So, <laughs> any of our brothers and sisters, that's one of the great functions of the body of Christ that I have recently discovered. I've never had health problems in that's right. a long life, and been healthy and, and go go full of energy. Your knees, and then your knee now, that one time. Oh, my knee <laughs> went out one time, but that right. you know, uh, yeah. it was so 
secondary to me that I ignored it <laughs> and, and uh, didn't get it fixed. But you have but, been very uh, healthy. Yeah, I've had a few occasions, but really healthy. And yet now we, I'm aware that many people live in pain and, oh, yes. uh, with illnesses yeah. and limitations. And uh, the body of Christ, one of the great things we can do mm-hmm. as God's people is pray for and love mm-hmm those people in their pain and suffering and comfort them mm-hmm. with the hope uh, not, not only of healing but of eternal life right. in Jesus our Savior. Mm-hmm. Uh, that should be an ongoing function, I think, of us as the people of God. Well, let's jump back here from we have moved, Stacy, from First and Second Chronicles and the Kings, and right. we move from discussing the way that God revealed Himself in the Hebrew Scriptures and mm-hmm. the record we have there. Right. God revealed Himself to men, women uh, on planet Earth in a way that they could know Him and be a, a reconciled to God, and and in. Well, in a way, kind of like you got a transplant, <laughs> and now in the New Testament, the Messiah has come, mm-hmm. and right. Paul is making in the Book of Romans. Mm-hmm. Paul it gets the most complete presentation of this new gospel as it relates then to the old God, to the old message, mm-hmm. and we have to understand that that the importance of that because there's not more than one God, there's one God, one faith that mm-hmm. God is related to human beings in the same way from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know, for example, that we're told that Jesus was the lamb slain from before the foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. So the, the the Messiah was a concept Central since Adam, right? Gen- right. Genesis three fifteen. Mm-hmm. He talked about this Messiah, this Redeemer who's going to come, mm-hmm. and he all through the Old Testament, the Messiah is central to the message of uh, the the Scripture about how man can be reconciled to God, right? And uh, the Messiah, but now then he he came. The Messiah actually came, mm-hmm. and now we realize from Romans, Paul is going to walk with us through, mm-hmm. uh, and it's the most complete presentation right. uh, in writing that we have from Paul. Uh, Galatians has been called Romans light, mm-hmm. but, but this is very complete. It's far, it's far back as Adam and Eve, the uh before Abraham, before Noah, Moses, and he explains how that there is a scarred thread through the Bible right. that God's redemptive plan has always been based on grace and faith. And right. uh, he said uh, Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him as righteousness. So we're going to watch one of the things that we look for in Romans is the understanding of how the 
the gospel, the, the true gospel of, of that God had given, how they moved from the old understanding to the bright new light right. of under yeah. the light of the gospel. Right. And it's not potato tomato. <laughs> no. It's potato potato. <laughs> it is, uh, and I, I think which, it, in other words, uh, and I, I think centrally, you know, when you think of how God related to his people and by his people, I guess I do mean Israel, but not necessarily just the Jewish people. I mean, all of those who Israel. were Godward, Israel and the, the truest the meaning truest of, Israel of Israel is the people of God. Yes. So the people of God was through uh, the law, right? We think of Moses and we think of the Ten Commandments and we think of you know Deuteronomy and uh, and but baked in to the law was always a way for for forgiveness for baked into the law even in from the very beginning was was mercy was justice it was more than just a, you know when we think law we think of punishment right crime and punishment <laughs> but it wasn't the law was 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 so much more than that, and they knew that. I mean, that was, they knew that uh, every seven years there's forgiveness of your debt. They knew that uh, there was an atoning sacrifice, and that was. They knew that Yom Kippur, the day Yom of Kippur, atonement. Abraham knew good and well he should have been the one to have to walk through that blood path, and it should be him that is killed when he breaks that covenant law, but that was from the beginning, not a part of how God's laws would be played out. Remember, Abraham, Abraham did not walk through that blood. Isaac path. asked yes. him, where's the sacrifice? Right. And he said, God will provide. God will provide. Exactly. So that, and they knew that, I mean, all along. So uh, we kind of tend to, to think law. of, yes. And it is a little bit, you know, especially because by the time we come to the Roman era. I mean, you do have the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and I think that was probably a big part of why Jesus was so frustrated with the Pharisees, especially, was because they were not viewing the law in its original intention. They were using the law to be extra moral and adding all sorts on top of it in order to build themselves up and probably as a power play, which is never what the law was meant to be. It's meant to be a mirror and to reveal yourself to yourself, but also a means through so which it, there would be forgiveness. And that's one thing Paul said it, uh, the law was like a a tutor or a teacher right. that showed us our need for a savior right. Right. and it included the the promise of the messiah mm-hmm. who is the basis for god's forgiveness for humanity right uh, it's so, so fascinating yes. that there the, there is a, a link this is not between the Old Testament and the New Testament, uh, using those phrases, the words that we use today, it's not a hard break. It's a continuation yeah. and, and a flowering and the expansion yes. of the grace of God toward man and the understanding of how, what 
we can believe by faith what we can experience now mm -hmm. right. by faith. We yes. have a little more content that the Messiah has come. Mm -hmm. And now, so he telling in Roman now, he is, he is telling uh, the consequences and explaining the bridge between the former understanding and the newer now in the light of the Messiah. Yes. Well, I always, I mean, this is, but every time I think of law and think of, I can't help but that, oh, holy night, you know, the, uh, those lyrics, and I think it's the third verse, his law, his law is love and his gospel is peace. And I think that's the, um, maybe that's, uh, well, I mean, in Paul, let's see, does he, I think he's he's emphasizing, of course, this, the reason I think he is so emphasizing that all along the law is love. <laughs> Maybe John takes that a little bit more specifically, but um, but the the I think Paul, how about this, loves the law so much because I think he sees so clearly that the law is for us. It was yeah. never against us. And what he is most, I think, interested in doing isn't necessarily trying to show people that um, the the law moved from kind of legalism into a love, into being, a, you know, a, a is that balance, you know, between licentiousness and legalism is love sometimes, but, um, so not from legalism, but to, to show that that law is for everybody. So he's not necessarily move, trying to move us out of legalism as much as he's hoping to show, to move them into, um, to openness yes. to, to everybody. This that, is, that is, that is, such a powerful thing that, that Paul's doing in this, in that he expands. Yes, expanding uh, it. Now, he's a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He's, right. he's Jewish to the core. He yeah. knows the law and he knows about, but what he sees is that uh, faith has always been the way to yeah. a relationship with God. And the gospel and God. God's love and, and the the possibility and the call of God to be reconciled to him was always for all people everywhere. It was never just localized or right. just me and mine. It was issues for the whole world. And he's given here the apologetic, the explanation of what, the, that of that truth. Right. There was always this, and now uh, we see God's grace and faith. Grace and faith are always the key to knowing God. Even the back, far back as Adam, right. Abel in Hebrews 11, the faith chapter, it says, even Abel knew by faith those proper sacrifices offered to God. Yeah. So even way back then, Grace and faith, grace and faith. For our grace, you've yeah. been saved, <laughs> not of your, uh, through faith, right, right. not of yourself. So it's a continuation. I'm sorry, I stepped on your toes there, Stacey. I, <laughs> you get to share these things. <laughs> it's it exciting. It makes me excited. It is. And I want our listeners 
to realize the excitement of the beauty and the beauty of the redemptive plan of our God. Right, yes, and Paul does... I, the, what's, what's fun for me is that when you read Romans, you can almost feel Paul's excitement, too. Because <laughs> it is. It's just it's the joy of the Lord, right? It's, it is exciting. Can you imagine his fascination and his oh, delight yes. as he thought through and right. prayed through right. the truth? I get to Woo. see him sometimes <laughs> late at night. Whoopee! Oh, man, that makes sense. That's right. Uh, Well, this is the Bible Live, and we're reading and working through uh, um, Romans. This past week, we finished um, 2 Chronicles. We actually went through Ezra as well and Romans. Um, Give us a call, 210-340-9585. Any thoughts about it? We're going to go ahead and listen to this music and take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Arrival's not the end game. The journey's way. His face away as wounds which mar the chosen bring many sons to glory. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation and this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. It's a beautiful song. I love that passage. Thank you for indulging me. (laughs) I wanted to open with that. But um, we are in the book of Romans this week. You're listening to the Bible Live. This is Stacy, and I'm here with my dad, Soapy. And uh, this is fun. (laughs) Yes. Well, it's such a challenge, really. It's fun. It's exciting. Mm. It's thrilling if you get into the God's Word. And I want our listeners to know that that if they will go, they will, they will in fact go to our website. If they would like, I will read the Book of Romans to you, uh, a good clear modern version, and uh, you can just sit and meditate on the word that it come to you. And sometimes the greater understanding. From listening, mm-hmm. uh, there really is, yeah. because you're not having to make the re- the effort of reading, <laughs> and you just listen to the meaning, and a good reader can make sense sometimes, or a passage that's hard, if a reader understands it, and then reads it with understanding, yeah. 
it often makes a big difference. And yeah. people have told me many times, wow, I'd read that many times, but I didn't get it until I heard you read it. <laughs> and it's well, not it's, magic. It's yeah. just that if, if someone has worked through the meaning, yes. they can sometimes express in such a way that he goes, oh, it clicks. Yes, and your reading schedule really is, I think, just in itself... Um, a little, uh, it's wonderful. Um, the way you, it always, it, I'm never, I'm always surprised. No offense, but no, no. Um, at how neat it, how well it works out. I mean, just going from Chronicles to Romans, uh, or to Ezra to Romans, and you see these connections between the old and the new, uh, that it's just, uh, that are, that are really neat. You see those connections and you do a great job of introing the reading and doing an outro and uh, it's by no means a sermon it's a very quick maybe 30 seconds a minute at most but um, summary and you I love how you always say you're not our guide your Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit is your guide as you work through the scriptures but you are a scout, a, scout. <laughs> a little Indian a scout, scout yeah. who uh, just goes a little bit ahead. But it's great. It's um, thebiblelive.com or biblelive.com. And uh, the readings are on the homepage. Or if you need to go back, you just go to the program tab, um, our podcast tab, and then to programs. And it'll list all of the probably a month's worth of readings. And you can just go back and listen through. I saw something right. here that you mentioned earlier that... Okay kind of lends this idea because, uh, and we actually read about it in Chronicles, but we also see it in the book of Ezra, which we started this week and we'll comment more on next week. But in Ezra, it talks about when the first uh, 50,000 people Mm -hmm. returned to Israel from Babylon, what was the first thing they rebuilt? And it was the altar. That it's what you were saying before. Part of the Arthur, the core of the the core of the the law mm-hmm. of God uh, was the altar. There's a there's a provision for forgiveness right. when we break the law, right. and that provision was uh, pre foreseen the mm-hmm. Messiah, mm-hmm. the the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, mm-hmm. was prefigured and foreseen in the altar the, 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 mm-hmm. where the lambs and the goats and bulls mm-hmm. were sacrificed mm-hmm. with the idea of, of, of satisfying the justice and the righteousness of a holy God and procuring forgiveness right. for the one who presented mm-hmm. sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And that was a prefiguring of the work of Messiah. Right, that's right. And uh, and, and so the, I, I guess that's just one more way in which they n- knew the importance of it. It's the first thing they did, build that altar. Uh, and so and they would have been looking for the Messiah. And so then though we moving, uh, one of the things that is i don't know if delicate is quite the word but um i think it's interesting how paul you know when he opens up uh in romans he's not writing in romans he's writing again in, from corinth corinth would have been 
very Greek, very hedonistic, very pleasureful, lots of, you know, I mean, this is the notorious Roman and Greek gods, right? You've got Bacchus and Diana, and they're crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, this, um, corrupt city the corrupt city of Corinth, oh, right? super corrupt, and he talks, I mean, he opens, and uh, he's very blunt about sin and sexual immorality and um, the and and the guilt of you. So in a way, it's it's interesting because um, you talked about you know, or in well, how Paul is setting up the law to be on one hand always baked into it was this idea and was this uh, expectation of a means for forgiveness. But also you get the sense, though, (laughs) that not everybody even felt like they needed forgiveness. And so he's almost putting the law up. It's it's kind of delicate. He's one having to show you that the law is your friend. The law was always a means through which there would be forgiveness and salvation, uh, atonement. And then, of course, Jesus is that ultimate um, sacrifice. But at the same time, what if you don't even think you need forgiveness? And so he has to then set the law up to be something that first and foremost, the, you, the law is, is, does divide us. He has to show our need for, for forgiveness for, and the, and the, and that's the whole point. That's why God gave us the law in the first place was to help it reveal to us our own need for a savior and our, and, um, and so he has to, and that's where you get the famous kind of chapters on, um, on natural law and God's, you know, revelation through creation. And it's where you, but you also get, um, you know, he's, he's calling sin, sin. I mean, it's, it's the, the sexual immorality and, but he's, He's not pointing to that and saying you are condemned. He's only that is only condemning if that doesn't reveal to yourself how much you need a savior and it doesn't point. So it's always by grace through faith. Um, and and it's a, he does it so brilliant because it's even hard for us sometimes in our you know in our day with so much revelation given to us but it's sometimes hard to how do you kind of walk that line where you don't want to tell somebody well you are condemned because of this sin no you're not condemned because of this sin. <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> You're condemned if you are not saved by grace through faith. Um, but that sin should be a something in your life that is revealing your need for that forgiveness. I don't know. I just went oh, about that really roundabout. But the that's good, that's one of the things that I think Paul does so beautifully and delicately, but and very strong. I mean, he does not. I actually was listening. I was, listen, I was listening as I was driving to Romans. And, um, you know, it talks about sexual. I actually had to. My son was in the car with me. I turned it down. Because <laughs> yeah. how do you turn down Romans? You know? yeah. But I I did. He's nine. So it's. <laughs> but uh, so Paul's very bold. He has no problem calling sin out. Um, but then pointing us to it's not about the 
the sin is not the yes. So I thought that was. He does that well. Uh, I'm going to put the phone number out there. We only have, let's see, we're about, oh, 15 minutes out to our, um, 15 minutes left with our last segment. We are in the book of Romans. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put a couple of questions out there, too. Uh, and if you, because uh, it is a, it's a trivia kind of hour, and it is fun, I think, sometimes to listen to the scripture and then to test yourself. I mean, one of the most exciting things that you always say when Jesus, you know, when he was squeezed, scripture poured out, yeah. <laughs> uh, saturated with the scripture. And, uh, and so, you know, asking yourselves these questions, I know it's a little bit s- silly sometimes and can sound like Bible trivia pursuit. Well, maybe but, people to know that at our website when you listen to the scriptures Mm -hmm. you can also find there all of these questions that will help help you review and kind of the key points of the Mm -hmm. passage you just listened to the questions are all there on our website as oh, well. So you could get a get a head start. Yeah. <laughs> well, this one I um, wanted to ask that by his obedience, Jesus, the Messiah, offers forgiveness and life to all men. By my disobedience, I made sin and death a part of every human's experience. Who am I? Hmm. That's a pretty easy, uh, you should get uh, the reference, though. It's in Romans chapter 5, verses 12 through 21 is this whole um, part. But by his obedience, Jesus, the Messiah, offers forgiveness and life to all men. By my disobedience, I made sin and death a part of every human's experience. Who am I? So if you know that, 210-340-9585. We'd love to hear uh, hear your take on that, hear your no. answer. Or the answer. <laughs> and let's see, do we want to ask one more question just for fun? That is a good question. It's mm-hmm. kind of c- central mm-hmm. to our understanding, uh, as you said, of right. the gospel right. moving. It is consistent from beginning to end. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's do one more. And um, this one's for you, Dad. In Romans 15, after stopping in Rome for his trial, Paul planned planned to go to what country? So this is in Romans 15. You'll find it in verse 24. And that's for and that. they say to this day that he did That he go. did. Yeah. <laughs> Who are they? Yeah. Uh, okay, so in Romans 15, after stopping in Rome for his trial, Paul planned to go to what country? And if you visit that country today, they will say Paul did go there. <laughs> uh, and they will say that proudly and emphatically. But this is in Romans 15, 24. What country is that? Um, call in, 210-340-9585. Um, so... Let's see, we made it through um, Romans 16 this week. So next week we'll be, uh, let's see, that was that's it. We'll be going back to the... Ezra and Nehemiah. Ezra and Nehemiah. So back to the Babylonian exile and to the rebuilding of the temple. Um, and then, uh, and what that looked like, how that yeah. went. It's a little bit... Yeah, is there any, it's a little, um, 
it's actually, well, it's a little depressing, especially after you get Romans, but it's for good, it's good. It's good for us. It's it's interesting because Chronicles tells us about Edra's, about uh, Edra's reminding the people a review of their past, the history. Yes. Whereas Ezra and Nehemiah then go right into their present tent. What was it like to be among those thousands who made that long, arduous journey from uh, Babylon Mm. over back to Canaan, back to Israel, and what they experienced. Mm -hmm. And that is a remarkable story of what these believers, they they were in the main believers because no one would make it kind of journey just for a lark, you know, just to take a Sunday walk. It was a long, tough Mm -hmm. journey, dangerous. And and then once they were there, they faced enemies all around them, et cetera. So we'll read about their experience once they were in uh, Israel and as they rebuilt the walls around Jerusalem, they rebuilt the altar, the temple, uh, what they went through. It's very thrilling. And again, it reminds us of the same basic principles Mm -hmm. of grace and faith Mm -hmm. that were needed that they needed for God to experience God's presence, protection, and power in their lives. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's good. Uh, I, I, it's hard for us who live in the full light of the gospel. Sometimes it's hard for us to step back in, into the old and think, but the same principle, that's what you and I are saying tonight, Man. The same principles were involved throughout the Hebrew scriptures. By grace, through faith. By grace, through faith. (laughs) And that's the point that Paul is making Mm -hmm. in the book of Romans. And also he makes the same point in the book of Galatians uh, all throughout throughout the New Testament. Mm -hmm. So, but but it's, and maybe that's an, an advantage, Stacey, of reading the Bible like we do, right. read the old, read the new, you can, I think we so. see that link right. that's crucial. Yes. Mm-hmm. And really fun. <laughs> I don't know if your if your brain is like oh, my uh, brain. It's a lot of fun to it's just exciting. see it's, all of these. Yes. It's as if it does just open up. And again, I go back to just imagining Paul writing Romans and all of those light bulbs just mm. going off. It's like, you know, it's when uh, I'll, I think we talked about this last week, um, but Helen Keller and yeah. you know the, the, what is the name of that film? The Miracle, Miracle Worker? Worker. The yes. Miracle Worker. Uh, and that's what a good teacher, I mean, that's the value of a, of a teacher and what a teacher does. Um, opens up new worlds <laughs> and with, with new understanding. You when know, there's a, there's a story I've read about Helen, Helen Keller uh-huh. uh, that is very interesting. I, I believe it's based on truth, uh, and I've read about it. Uh, the, I forget how old she was. 
but the family began to concern about her spiritual life, oh. and they invited the pastors to come and talk to her. Okay. And so for the very first time, someone came and began to talk oh. to Helen Keller about God. Mm -hmm. And she signed back to him immediately, oh, I've wondered about him all my life. Uh -huh. I was wondering when someone was going to talk to me about him. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> there's that 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 general revelation, yeah. that natural law. God it is written in our heart. Mm -hmm. He paints himself in the heart of every man okay. at some level, and that some awareness of him. That that general general revelation right. that Paul talked about in the first two chapters. Right, of and Romans. that Saint Augustine. Uh, what that's remember that uh, there's a God shaped. Vacuum in the wait. What is it? There's a there's a that can only be f that no. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, there's a God tape vacuum in the heart of every man. This is Pascal, the French okay. philosopher of physicist. Uh -huh. Pascal said there's a God tape vacuum in the heart of every man that cannot be filled by any, any created, created thing, thing but, but only mm -hmm. through God the Creator, creator made known through Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. Woo. Yeah, well done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can uh, well remember <laughs> not too well said, but That's it's there. If your memory and my speech, <laughs> yeah. maybe between the two of us, we'll get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. How, 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 I was Did wondering. you want to say something, anything at all more about Ezra, or do you want to spend the last few minutes kind of summarizing and think about it? I did want to, uh, one of the, just, I guess, it was Cyrus, uh, just the, uh, I reminder, I guess, that it was under Cyrus that uh, who was prophesied by Isaiah that it would be Cyrus who would allow them to go back to Canaan to their land, um, and Cyrus would have been called a Messiah, a type of uh, he. In fact, what what is he called? He's called a Savior or. Um, he's called Messiah. Yeah, an, an um, anointed one. An anointed Not one. the Messiah, an but he was a Messiah. Mm -hmm. and, uh, which gives us a picture of the role of right. the of, Messiah. Of the, and in every... Every and in every moment where there is that, then of course we, with the Messiah, the Anointed One, uh, I just of course love that. I mean, I say imagery, but right now until we experience it, it is imagery, but it is a reality. That same homegoing, that same idea of pilgrimage, of pilgrim's progress, of going from a place of exile and returning to your home is the same. That's, that's, that's what Jesus is offering to us. So we would, it would be an impossibility. And that's why Cyrus was called a anointed one is because he made it even just an option available, possible. He allowed it for that home. And Jesus does that that much more so for us. We are exiles. We are not in our homeland, but he made it possible 
for us uh, to maybe to, to one day cross into that. Uh, and I always love Pilgrim's Progress, and so I'll use this, but that celestial city <laughs> yeah. to, to heaven and to our true home. And um, but I love that. that. Uh, Isaiah mm-hmm. prophesied that Cyrus, by name, mm-hmm. uh, uh, an emperor named Cyrus would be the one to facilitate it. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's tough for to say <laughs> their journey back to Israel. And Isaiah in Isaiah forty four eight uh forty four twenty eight he prophesied that Isaiah would do that and that he, Cyrus would do that, yeah. That, this that is Cyrus a- would do that a mm-hmm. hundred and fifty years before Cyrus was even born. Yeah. Oh, good old Isaiah. We love Isaiah. Well, we are, let's see, I I did really want to quickly answer those questions. questions. Yes, I did. By his obedience, Jesus the Messiah offers forgiveness and life to all men. By my disobedience, I made sin and death a part of every human's experience. Who am I? And this is Paul going all the way back and referencing Adam. So he's not referencing even the father of the Jewish faith, Abraham. You know, he's referencing... All, all of our fathers, uh, uh, Adam, in the whom... same way that I now carry in my body the life of Adam in a sin. Right. Genetically, we're all in Adam. Right. Now, spiritually, we're born into the family of God. And it's the life of Jesus that we all in Christ. That. That's right. And Spain is the other answer that country. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas 78218. Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 930 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The The Bible Bible Live Live Quiz Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and The Bible Live broadcast. You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.